Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome into a crossover edition from the Music City Miracles feed. I'm Jimmy Morris, MCM Radio. Tonight I have with me Justin Graber from Titans Film Room Radio. Justin, how are you tonight? I am very good. Thank you for bringing me on. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, If you haven't heard Justin's show yet with James, Titans Film Room Radio, you need to be checking it out. It's very good. Uh, they've been pumping out a ton of content. So, again, if you subscribe to the Music City Miracles feed, wherever you get your podcast, you'll get both shows. So if you haven't done that already, please go ahead and do that so that you can get those shows. Um, obviously, tonight we are here to recap the Titans Week 2 game against the – Week 2 preseason game against the Patriots. Uh, Titans end up losing that one 22-17 to on a fairly late Touchdown from the Patriots, but, uh, you know, once we get down to that point in the game, uh, I don't, there's not a whole lot of people still paying attention. Um, the biggest thing, obviously, that we wanted to see was kind of the first first quarter of this game when the Titans had their uh, first-ring offense on the field. And I, I have to say that, you know, coming away from this one, I feel a lot better about where the offense is than I did after the game last week. Uh, the Titans did have kind of a kind of a rough first drive but then came back and, and did some good things after that. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota, I, I think, at least for a week, right, can quiet down that national narrative. There's a quarterback competition here. And if you followed us, you know, either my our show, Justin's show, the, you know, MusicMiracles.com, any of that stuff, we've talked about how that's ridiculous. There's not a quarterback controversy. But, you know, last week, if, if you hadn't watched anything else, hadn't paid attention to anything else, and you just tuned in and watched that game, I can understand how you, you might want to jump to that conclusion. But I thought Marcus did a really good job tonight, and I, I think, you know, when you watch those two guys play, Mariota and Tannehill, Mariota definitely looked like the superior quarterback tonight. I totally agree. And this game kind of, even though the Titans lost the the final score, it felt like a win for the team just because the first team, like you said, they played well and there were some penalties that were going on that were kind of questionable towards the end of the game when the defense may or may not have had what might have been some stops. So ultimately the result doesn't really matter. But Mariota's performance matters to us because we've been talking about it so much. And I thought he did great. Six for nine, 63 yards and the touchdown. On that touchdown pass, it appeared very much to be a no-look pass, which, you know, not exactly the same as like a basketball no-look pass where you're really not looking the same direction at all and not as extreme as Patrick Mahomes' no-look pass last year. But he is looking off the safety to give himself a throwing lane so that he can have a wide-open window for Delaney Walker. And to see him out there operating with that kind of confidence, the confidence to throw a no-look pass again, which, you know, we've seen a lot of out of him over the years, but not as frequently the past couple seasons. I'm sure that having Delaney Walker out there helps, and it was great to see the full stable of weapons, even though Derrick Henry didn't play, and Adam Humphreys, I'm not sure if he actually took any snaps, but it was great to see A.J. Brown, even though he only had that one target, Mariota obviously showing trust in him already, just 
threw it up to him and drew a pass interference penalty on a play where it looked like it was going to be a sack, and Marcus did a great job to escape pressure. And Roger Saffold had that one play where he got blown up completely by a fifth-round rookie, which obviously isn't the ideal way to start uh, his tenure with the Titans, but I chalked that up to just shaking off some rust. We saw something like that when Logan Ryan's first play with the Titans. got He got burned for a touchdown in the preseason, and then Malcolm Butler did almost the same thing last year. So I think that's maybe just a rite of passage for big-name free agents with the Titans for their first play to just not be a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It does seem like it, it kind of happens every year that the, the big-ticket guy um, comes in and, and has something embarrassing. But, hey, you'd rather get it out of the way uh, in a preseason game when it doesn't matter than in the regular season. So, uh, you know, we'll take that. Like you said, I, I mean, I think – the, the best thing about this was seeing Mariota and Delaney Walker back on the field together. Um, like you said, w- however that pass went down, uh, you, you understand the confidence that Mariota has in Delaney right there to know that he's going to be in the spot that he's supposed to be in. I mean, it was just a really good throw, really, really well-designed play by Arthur Smith. So um, a lot of good things from that. Yeah, A.J. Brown, I thought he looked good. Like you said, the, the defensive pass interference. And then there was another play, I think you highlighted it on Twitter, um, where A.J. Brown got a great release off the line and, and probably would have been open for a touchdown. Uh, they didn't, they, Marcus just didn't have time to get to him because there was there was so much pressure in his face. But, yeah, yeah I mean, that's – yeah, Tannehill. That, oh, that was Tannehill. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but – you know, the biggest thing, like you said, is, is seeing Marcus out there playing with confidence. And Mike and I talked about that a little bit when we talked on Thursday night. Um, I, I still believe that the the guy that we saw, you know, in the first two years, Marcus Mariota, I, I still believe that guy's in there somewhere. And I think so much of the fact that he hasn't been that guy the last couple of years has just been the confidence. I, I don't know if it's the leg, the offense, you know, whatever it may be. He just he hasn't looked like he's been out there and been in command. And, you know, we saw that a little bit tonight. Now, again, everything everything that we see right now is small sample size. So you don't want to get too high or too low on based on anything that you see in these games. But anytime that we see Marcus out there operating with command of the offense, that that's a good takeaway. And that's something that, that he can build on. And hopefully you see that, you know, go over into the regular season. Um after the first guys, like we said, uh, you know, A.J. Brown, good to see him out there, you know, after he missed a bunch of camp with the hamstring injury. So hopefully that's behind him and he's ready to go. Jeremy McNichols looked good again tonight, and he's a guy that nobody was really talking to, talking about once camp started. But a guy that's been showing up, you know, there's a there's a lot of a lot of talk about Alex Barnes, about a guy you know that could they could push to to make this roster. And I, and I thought he ran okay tonight, but everybody talked about how just how slow he's looked on the practice field. McNichols, I, I thought he showed out really good again tonight. Had had the really nice touchdown run, um, and he's a guy that is is at least making a case to be on this roster. I don't know if they keep more than three running backs. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry. Deion Lewis, David Fulillan are all on this roster. I don't know if they're going to keep a fourth guy, but McNichols has definitely given them something to think about, and that's you know a good thing when you bring guys into camp like this. You want to you want to have a bunch of guys in here that make them make tough decisions. And, and Terry and I have talked a lot about this. About you know two or three years ago, it was hard if you, you sat down and did a 53 man roster projection. 
there were so many bad players on the roster, it was hard to get to 53. So you like to be at a spot where you've got, you know, 56, 57 guys that you feel like you could keep on the roster. And I don't know, McNichols is just one of those guys that seems like he's going to make that push. I don't know. I don't know if there's enough spots for him. We'll have to see how it all kind of shakes out. But he's definitely a guy that is making a case for himself. I think you'll definitely see him back here on the practice squad if he does get cut and if nobody else tries to pick him up. But, you know, a guy that's just a cool story that, he, like I said, nobody's really talking about coming in. Yeah, and I actually thought all the running backs tonight ran pretty well. And if you look at just that look at the box score, Alex Barnes led the way, seven carries for 42 yards, and Akeem Hunt, who they just picked up, uh, had 23 yards on just four carries. McNichols, on the other hand, in the box score, six carries for 13 yards, but that's why you can't just look at the box score because he had a 30-yard touchdown run called back due to a kind of ticky-tack holding penalty. I guess I could have seen it on Ferkser, but at the end of the day, um, he also had that catch-and-run for the touchdown. I think McNichols, based on the rep distribution, is clearly ahead of everyone else, and I think it'll be one of those things where it comes down to do they want to keep six receivers or another tight end or or four running backs or whatever it is and i think if it was up to me i would i would expect him to be on the final roster right now because of how derrick henry hasn't played yet and i don't maybe if they don't fully trust that whatever he has is going to go away completely before the season starts and then the fact that fluellen is playing a fullback role now too means that he's going to be on the field a lot and if he has to move to a running back role at some point, then somebody else has to play fullback. So it would be nice to have a guy like McNichols, who can also play on special teams, come in there. And Fluellen's injured, by the way. So yeah. if these guys aren't all healthy before the season starts, then I definitely think McNichols has staked a claim. Yeah, for sure. And this, this, the whole roster cutdown thing is going to be really interesting for this team because you've got two guys that are obviously a part of your, you, you know, long-term 53 in Taylor Lewan and Jeffrey Simmons that are not going to be available to you at the beginning of the year. Lewan, obviously, with the four-game suspension. Simmons with ACL, you know, you're expecting it to be at least, you know, 10 or so weeks before he gets back. So they, they, they're going to kind of be able to keep the 55 with those two guys being off to the side. And like you said, it's just you get into some of the interesting, you know, are you how many tight ends are you going to keep? How many receivers are you going to keep? But I, I think you did make a really great point there with the injuries. We, we haven't seen Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, they, they said he was working on a side field this past week. So maybe he can get back into action this week, maybe you see him a little bit Sunday night against the Steelers. I don't, I don't know. I guess it just depends on how much he practices. I doubt we would see him in the in the fourth preseason game. I don't think he necessarily needs preseason. But like you're saying, then you got Flew Ellen, who's also hurt. You know, maybe playing that H back role. Um, if they feel confident that that he can play that role, then maybe you don't have to keep that extra tight end. So there, there's just a, there's a lot of moving parts with this roster. Um, and, and there's there, there's going to be some interesting decisions. The defensive lines, another one. We'll talk about that in a minute. That you know they're gonna they're gonna have some some decisions they're gonna have to make. But again, it, it's a good thing seeing competition. Anything else tonight on the offensive side of the ball that stood out to you? Yeah, just while we're talking about the roster, I think one of those guys that they're gonna have to consider that may be, be a beneficial one of the guys who may benefit from those um, from Taylor Lewan's situation and Jeffrey Simmons is Logan Woodside, who had a pretty strong preseason week one. But tonight, um, he made a few good throws, but overall, it was kind of a struggle to watch him lead the offense this week. Last week, he played very well. This week, I mean, he finished four of 13. Um, so not a 
not a great showing from Woodside. So that's just going to make it more difficult, I think, because now we're not really sure if he's worth keeping, but he might be. And with the injury-prone quarterbacks, who knows what's going to happen with that position. Yeah, that that really is interesting. And like you said, this is another one of those reasons to not not go too far one way or the other based on one preseason game. Because, you know, after last week, everybody had him on the roster. Titans are keeping three quarterbacks, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm sure that'll swing back the other way this week. You know, he's going to get some more chances. I mean, he'll, he'll get a lot of run against the Steelers, and he may get the whole game against the Bears. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he did. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to get a good long look at him. Um, and, you know, they obviously like him. I mean, they had him in last year, brought him back this year. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know if they think they can sneak him on the practice squad. I think they would definitely try to do that if they don't keep him. Like you said, you, you've got uh, you've got two quarterbacks that have pretty significant injury histories. So you'd like to have a third guy around that can that, that knows the offense they could step in if need be. So yeah, that that's an interesting thing. And then you know the offensive line, um, like you said, I mean, a, a kind of a rough snap there for Saffold, but I, Jack Conklin looked really good, and that's really encouraging because you know so much of the talk before the Lawan suspension was about the battle at right tackle, or are they going to move Conklin to guard? I mean, there, there was so much surrounding that stuff. Well, all that's quieted down because, you know, Conklin's playing right tackle, at least for the first month of the season, because Dennis Kelly's got to play left with Lawan being out. But the good news is Conklin has looked really good in the, in these first two games. Um, he looks to be healthy. And, and I think, that I, I'm I'm feeling better based off of these couple of games that it was Conklin still not being healthy last year that was the problem and and you know not some deficiency in skills. So you know the offensive line was supposed to be one of the things we were really going to be watching. That's changed a little bit with Lawan being not being out there at least for the first month. So they they've had to transition some things there. There's some interesting things. I mean they've been shifting some other guys around. You know kind of with the twos. Um, so I mean that that's interesting to watch, I guess, but you know, that first group, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident at this point that you're going to have Kelly, Saffold, Jones, Pomfield, and Conklin as your starters when they, when they take the field week one. And I thought Pomfield played pretty well tonight. He, he was manhandling the guy that he was blocking on the touchdown pass to Delaney Walker. He got the start tonight and he played a little bit again with a third group. Um, so that was nice to see him performing well because he is kind of a question mark at right guard. And Corey Levin played guard, and Jameel Douglas played center in this game. So that was just an interesting swap. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just trying to get as much look at those guys as they can. And, you know, a guy like Jameel Douglas, the, you know, the best for him to make this roster is, is to show that he can play multiple positions. So, um, yeah, and just again, that, that's interesting to watch. Now that, you know, I think camp is officially over, um, we're not going to know as much about what's going on because the, the practices are not going to be open to the public anymore. But uh, they're going to kind of keep keep the rotation going there to, to see who's the best fit. But I, I think we know who the starting five will be once the season opens. All right, that'll do it for the offensive side of the ball. Coming up, we will continue our conversation with what we noticed on defense. All right, so I, I thought Rashawn Evans had a really nice night. Um, you know, Rashawn Evans was a guy that missed the whole training camp last year. I, I don't think he played at all in the preseason either. Um, you saw him get started a little bit slow when the season started, but then coming on at the end of the year, I mean, he looked like the guy that they drafted, you know, a first round draft pick continued that progression tonight. Um, so good to see him. And, you know, that just 
the the inside linebackers when you've got him, Jayon Brown, Wesley Woodyard all there. Um, you, you've got those three guys. It's one of your strongest position groups. We know Evans brings some versatility. He can rush off the edge and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, good to see him out there playing like the guy that they picked him to be, having a healthy offseason, all that kind of stuff. So I thought he was a guy that definitely stood out. I thought Sharif Finch also stood out. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much run you can give him. I think he definitely has to be a rotational piece. But he forced a holding call in the in the end zone tonight to, to, that resulted in a safety um, so, you know, and I thought he showed up, he, he was in the backfield a lot last week as well. So, um, you know, good to see him continue to get on that role. And that, that was a really nice find by John Robinson. Yeah. And, uh, one of the announcers, I can't remember if it was Dan Hilly or, um, Charles Davis who said this, but somebody said that they, sh- it showed how much the Titans, how much confidence the Titans had in Sharif Finch because they didn't address the outside linebacker position in the draft until the fifth round. And that's proving to be true. I think your starters on day one against the Cleveland Browns are going to be Sharif Finch on one side and Harold Landry on the other. And Cameron Wake will probably play as a rotational rusher, whereas Finch is going to be out there probably a lot with Kamalai Correa rotating in as as one of your main pieces on the D-line. So it is good to see him continuing to build on his strong preseason so far. Yeah, and you know, like you said, that, that was the thing that I kept harping on they needed I thought they needed to address it earlier in the draft that they did but to your point I mean obviously they they have a lot of confidence in him um the the defensive line is another position that I think is interesting uh you know there's a lot of talk about Austin Johnson a guy that definitely has not lived up to his draft status um Vrabel had some good things to say about him during the week but you know they've got a couple of guys like an Isaiah Mack who showed up again tonight um, and I don't know, I, I, I haven't sat down and, and really gone through a projection, looked at the number of defensive linemen, and like I said, all that's going to be in flux with Simmons and all that as well. But, you know, you, you see a guy like Isaiah Mack making plays in this game, and, and I didn't notice anything from Austin Johnson. So it'll be interesting to see if, if, you know, he can push a guy off the roster. You know, you got a guy that's not drafted versus a guy that was a, that was a pretty high draft pick. Um, again, you know, that they don't have, there's not a lot of starting spots to watch starting, you know, battles this, this preseason, but some of these, you know, second and third team guys back into the roster things are interesting. And I think Isaiah Mack is definitely, again, at least going to give them something to think about. I agree. And I thought that a guy like Amani Bledsoe, who's been getting some reps with the first team might've been somebody to watch tonight, but I didn't really notice him do anything. He has no tackles in the box score, so I'm not sure if he's what how he helped his case tonight. Probably not very much. A guy like Matt Dickerson seems like a pretty solid lock to make the roster at this point. Daquan Jones was playing very well with the first unit out there, and I think that the D line is going to be strong. And uh, of course, there's Jeffrey Simmons who will be coming back. Who knows at what point, sometime in the season. So somebody is going to. This is where somebody probably gets an extra roster spot here. They're going to keep one more than they than they would have, most likely, just for the rotation. So I think Isaiah Mack, at the, right now, based on two weeks of preseason, is probably the guy that gets the spot. He's been really impressive. Yeah, and Imani Hooker, man, he was, he was so close to uh, having a pick six from one end of the field to the other. I, I think he looked up and, and saw a lot of green in front of him and didn't catch the ball. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, a guy that has, 
you know, they have done a lot of stuff with him from what we've heard in practice, uh, playing a lot of different positions. He can play the nickel a little bit. Obviously, you know, he, he's a good safety as well. So a, another guy that gives them kind of a versatile piece. Um, I, there wasn't a whole lot else that stood out on the defense tonight. I mean, you've got a Patriots team that didn't play Tom Brady. Julian Edelman didn't play. Um, you know, the, the run defense, I think at, at halftime, Mike Vrabel said it got a little leaky there at the end. But, you know, when you've got the twos in, it, it's kind of tough to tell what else is going on out there. But was there anything else that stood out to you on, on defense? A couple of guys that I that, that were impressive. Number one, David Long Jr., who led the team with eight total tackles. Um, he was all over the place, flying in on a lot of plays. Like you said, the Titans' run defense was kind of leaky, and that's pretty much why they lost the game, because after the offense had to punt with about three and a half minutes left, the Patriots were able to run out the clock because the defense couldn't get off the field. But I also thought that Kareem Orr played pretty well, and the announcers were talking about him a bit too. He's a guy that's created a lot of buzz in camp. Didn't really know much about him before this training camp started, but he's shown off some good ball skills and some good instincts. And uh, he's another guy that's one of those dark horses at the back end of the roster. And one last guy was just the Patriots receiver, Jacoby Myers, was very impressive to me tonight. <laughs> yeah, he got a lot of a lot of talk on the Titans broadcast. Obviously, that's what we were watching. And they, yeah. they got a lot of good things to say about him. So, yeah, that, that's a guy to watch. And we know that, you know, Tom Brady can make guys that we've never heard of. Um, in the household name. So, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting thing for him. And, you know, they got Josh Gordon back now. I mean, I guess he got reinstated. So we'll, we'll see how all that goes. But they don't have, you know, Edelman's hurt. But, I mean, I think they're expecting him to be ready to go for the regular season. They drafted to kill Harry. So, yeah, they they don't have a lot of a lot of household names there for in their receiving core. So it'll be interesting to see what a guy like that can do and if he does get a chance to, to make that team. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I thought overall uh, when it comes to preseason, you know, you don't want to go winless. I, I think we can all agree on that. So it was good to get a win last week. And not that it really matters, but again, it just it feels better when, when you don't go winless in the preseason. Um, you, you come away from this one feeling good about the guys that are, you know, actually going to be out there once the games count. So, I mean, I think that's the most important thing. I, I haven't seen anything about injuries. I, I heard that I saw something on Twitter that Adoree Jackson had a ice pack on his on his arm at one point. So I don't know how severe that is. If you, anybody else got has gotten hurt that you heard? I saw Adoree standing on the sideline with like a minute or two left in the game on the broadcast with no ice pack, kind of like just walking around. He looked totally normal. So okay. I don't know if that was a temporary thing or what's going on, but he looked fine. Gotcha. And uh, I didn't see any anything about injuries for anyone else. I know Mariota's back probably hurts because he did yeah. a front flip into the end zone and landed pretty hard. Yeah, I don't. Can, can we not do that in the preseason? <laughs> I mean, it's just you see him go in the air, and it's just like you know that that'd be the that's exactly what we need. But I mean, you like it, right? You know, you like that the guys who are out there willing to do it. And I think Charles Davis talking what he said, you know, the, the, everybody on the sideline saying that's our quarterback. You know, so I mean, I, and I don't think from everything that we've heard, nobody in that locker room has any issue with him anyway. Um, mm. But really good to to see him. You know, again, being confident to take off and do that now, you'd like to just see him slide or something, but I, I don't think. I think, you know, they, they talk about this a lot, too. You can't play in these games 
to, not to get hurt because that's when you get hurt is when you're doing something mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, you, you respect that piece of it, but yeah, when, when he goes flying in the air, it's like, Oh gosh, <laughs> here we go. But if that uh, was the two point conversion against yeah. the chargers last year. Then yes, by all means. Right. I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, but tonight just go ahead and just, just toss that out of bounds and, and yeah. like, go run off to the sideline. But yeah. Um, anyway, it was it was good. Like I said, you you walk away from this feeling good. And the the number one thing that you're looking to get out of the preseason is to you know start the season with nobody that you expected to be a significant contributor to your team hurt. And so the Titans get through one more week without something like that happening. Uh, we know next week the starters will get the most run. Probably won't play at all in week four uh, if they you know stay true to what Vrabel did last year. So, um, you know, we'll get an extended look at everybody on Sunday Night Football. And that'll be cool to have the Sunday Night Football broadcast from Nashville. Um, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will be here. So that, that'll be cool to see. Um, unfortunately, as it stands right now, don't have any primetime games during the year. But, you know, if the Titans can get off to a get off to a fast start, then you might see them flexed on a game later in the year. And really, if the offense looks good, that, that'll be the best chance to uh, to get to see a, another game like that. Any other final thoughts before we get out of here? No, it just it, it felt like a win, even though it wasn't like I said at the beginning. So that that's a good feeling coming out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Felt good about those guys, and like I said, nobody got hurt, so that's a that's a good thing. All right, what do you and James have coming up this week? We will be doing a pretty in-depth review coming out on Monday morning, talking about players that sit out after a thorough rewatch of the tape, so look forward to that this week. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I said, subscribe to the feed, Music City Miracles, wherever you get your podcasts, and, and you'll get both of these shows. Uh, follow Justin on Twitter. He's at Titans Film Room. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. You can follow the MCM account, which is run by Justin at Titans MCM. Justin, man, thanks so much for jumping on on pretty short notice to help me out with this. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, good times. All right, so like I said, MusicMiracles.com. We'll have plenty more on this game, plenty more podcasts coming your way this week as well. So for Justin, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later.